Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. X-Pac 12360, featuring weekly news, insider commentary, and interviews with superstars, past and present from the world of pro wrestling. A new day is dawning for DX. And now, your hosts, Sean, X-Pac, Wolfman. Welcome to X-Pac 12360, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to be back. (laughs) (laughs) Wish I could be... Yeah, I wish I could be. Darna could kill me with the bump to TriCaster gimmick a few minutes ago. Thanks, Mark. It totally no sold me. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> right, uh, the move was just perfect. I cut this huge fart right before we were about oh ready to gosh. come on the air. I was laughing and <laughs> I was going to talk about it. And too late now. The so, moment has passed. Now we can, now yeah. we can never talk about that. Far. Yeah, I know. No, I got a. We're three in already. Must drop another one. <laughs> the moment, much like the guest, has been passed. That's good. So, yeah. I'm a little bit jet lagged still. To be honest with you. Yeah, I left. Uh, I left. I left New York City yesterday at 7:30 a.m. Uh, yeah, which is an early flight when you're coming back this way. Yeah, sure. You know, and uh, so I didn't really, I didn't really go to bed the night before. Because uh, yeah, yeah, I don't take Plus shit to York. go to sleep now. You know, so um, you know you're, you you you're riding high off of you know. Okay, we we just had a really cool segment on live TV that like four and a half or five million people watched. Mm-hmm. Number one show on cable, number three overall. On television, number one trend on Twitter. Yeah, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, I was I was still a little a little yeah. high, naturally high after the endorphins show. were released. Yeah, <laughs> so ah, oh, good times. Hell yeah, man! Yeah. That that was just an incredible, like you said, the experience, and it, it lives on forever. Like even the people that didn't get to watch it live through the the behind the scenes photography and the the moments that yeah. that were made, the the Balor Club and and DX. Together, you know, Wolfpack and all that. Yeah. That's that's just it was cool moments for the masses, man. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us in studio right now is a longtime friend of mine, and his name is OG Kevin Gill. Yeah, hell yeah, it's an honor, man. I'm a regular viewer of the show, so to be here where the magic happens, whoop whoop, whoop whoop all day. <laughs> what up, family? <laughs> yeah, what up, the whole family? Yeah, just for anyone that weren't, what, just for the few people that might not be familiar with your voice. Or your face, the ones that are watching. The one or two. Yeah, and he's sitting right next to Jimbo. How you doing? Great. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Denise. Hey, I was super excited seeing you on Raw because this is obviously the first time I had seen you on TV since I started working on the podcast. Oh, so yeah. I was like, really cool. It was kind of like like mind trippy, but it was mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, one's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, not really. Well, uh, just being back in the Manhattan no, Center, yeah, too. Yeah, come on. It was it was really... Like, it's not the first time I've been back there. Right. I, I was there... A, I want to say it was maybe three years ago. I did this show. Awesome picture. Yeah, there's a picture. Oh, nice. There's oh, a picture of, oh, of Lou and I in the corner standing up on the rent. You know, <laughs> the oh, corner. That, 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 that needs to be awesome. an eight by ten. Yeah, yeah. For, sure. for sure. That one's That's a really good be one. Your, all your tables from now on. All yeah. Your yeah, yeah, it's a great cover, Twitter cover photo, yeah. everything. So when we're going over the segment, yeah, the the thing we did, you know, with the Bullet Club or Baylor Club, uh, and the revival and all that. Yeah. We were, you know, they run through everything beforehand, you know, over and over again these days. <laughs> and so I had her in that thing the whole time we were doing all the run throughs. Nice. Like me kicking the, the guy in the <laughs> gut and giving like the, like I didn't actually do my finish. Right. But like everything all going through the motions. She was right there strapped to my chest the whole time. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So well, was it weird when you actually did it then that you didn't have her strapped to your chest? No. Oh. But she was really, really upset. I, um, the Manhattan Center is connected to the New Yorker Hotel, which is where we stayed. Mm-hmm. So instead of having to walk down into the lobby and go outside and through the front entrance, we just, the 10th floor there of, of, the, of the New Yorker, when you uh, when you get up the elevator on the tenth floor, it comes right in, right out into the dressing rooms of the Manhattan Center. It was so oh. convenient. <laughs> so I ran I ran Lula upstairs and put her in my room, and then and it was, she's only up there like maybe an hour. <laughs> and when I got back, I got off the elevator and I was like, "What's that sound?" Mm. And like uh, honestly, like my room is really almost as far as you can get away from the elevator. Sure. And I'm hearing the sound. It was her. <laughs> it was her just <laughs> just going crazy Aww. because she was alone and she was Aww. afraid Not that I wasn't it. there. Wow. Yeah. Aww. She's like, you tease me with all of this rehearsal yeah. stuff and I didn't get to make it to the big moment. She thought she was going to yeah. be the new member of DX. Yeah. Right. She's raw 20, replace, her Raw 25 She's going to replace Hornswoggle in DX. <laughs> Hornswoggle is only the mascot of DX. Oh, that's never right. an official member. Correct. <laughs> Correct, Jimbo. <laughs> Correct, sir. <laughs> you are correct, Jack those, Charmando. Those so, Goji Kevin Gill knows that reference I just made. <laughs> John McLaughlin group. Eleanor, you're, I think you're Swellinor. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Classics. Those shirts you guys had on were awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they the made green. those just for you? Just for No, they sold those. Oh, okay. The, the come on, man. They're not going to make <laughs> well, something and I didn't not see sell anyone it. in the crowd wearing them. So I yeah, don't they know were. If it there was was some. solely for Oh, you yeah. Guys. No, there were people in the crowd with them. Nice. Oh. It's yeah, just, I awesome. think there were a limited amount. I'm sure. But they're on the shop now. Shop.ww.com. Yeah. You can go buy a DX shirt. And yeah. I'm sure Sean gets royalties off that. I don't know. If <laughs> <laughs> I do or well, not. Well, you know what? If they don't, go to prowrestlingtees.com and search for Sean Waltman. Buy one of those shirts. Sla- yeah, prowrestlingtees.com slash Sean Waltman. I have a question. What? So uh, we, were talking about, we were talking about 25 on TMZ, and Harvey has never been to a match before. Right. So his question was, who would be like the top five wrestlers of all time if they were going to be our Mount Rushmore of WWE? Uh, his question? That was his question. We Man, were arguing wh- about it. on. So he, he kind of... That was his question. That was his question. 
I think somebody gave him that question. No, no. <laughs> no, no it, had to been, it had to have been Harvey's because apparently Harvey thinks there's five people on Mount Rushmore. Uh, <laughs> hey, now. Couldn't be TK that thinks that, could it? <laughs> so he, well, it, it was a whole other thing that led into that, but I'm not going to talk about that part. But that was his, his yeah. thing. So, I have weird. It just depends on on what day you ask me when yeah. it comes to that. But kind you, of thing. I think you would always put flair on that. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's you know. the one permanent that you sure. put on there. Yeah, it's like George Washington. Yeah, is George Washington on Mount Rushmore? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> what about uh, what about Bruno? <laughs> would you put Bruno San Martino on the Mount Rushmore of WWE? Oh, w- strictly WWE. Yeah. Yeah. So if it was, we're just talking about WWE. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if Flair would be on WWE. Yeah, probably not Flair. Honestly, right? I was on wrestling's, would, but not yeah, WWE. It would be like it would be to me. It would be like Superstar Graham, mm. uh, uh, Bruno, uh, Hulk, and uh, man, I don't know. Maybe Rock. Austin or Rock. Yeah, Austin, oh, Austin yeah. Rock, yeah. or Undertaker. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of you know what yeah. I mean. Or Cena. Yeah. Or Cena. Oh, hey, you know, it was so cool to sit uh, and catch up with with Taker. Yeah, yeah, it was great. We had a great time. Uh, I remember just uh, talking before, like last week, you were talking about how you were hoping that you were going to be able to go to both, but you were just at Manhattan Center. Yeah. Uh, but like, do you think you got the better end of the deal there? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I I do. I don't know, but I don't know how the people felt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Could you hear the chanting yeah. in the dressing room? Uh, no, but I know that you know it was definitely talked about before the show. Hey, that you know it's going to be tough to, yeah. you know, it, it, look. Gotta give him credit for trying something. Okay, but like it didn't work out the best when we had, we did it for WrestleMania too, mm-hmm. right? But that was three different places. So, look, I it was, yeah, it was going to be difficult regardless. I thought there was going to definitely be some play between the locations, yes. like an angle would be, would be yeah. made in one place, and the main event would happen in another. Mm-hmm. People appearing in both places. I, like Miz took the the bridge over. Okay. That was last minute, man. Was that wasn't TV. planned. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That, yeah, that was, and and it, neither was too. neither was Nate showing up there. Ah, nice. Wow. Yeah, no, that was all stuff because they just felt like we got to try to give the people something extra, yeah. you know, because there was like three matches and, yeah. you know. Well, uh, I know. Also, it was. I don't know if this is true or not. You know, speculation has it, but it was reported today that uh, I guess Jimmy Fallon's involvement with the show caused the show to be rewritten very late in the game because originally he was going to do all these pre-tapes and stuff, and yeah. then it changed the the flow of the show. So that's something I think people don't consider a lot yeah. is that it's not about what is the best show that could possibly be written. Yeah. It's what's the best show that we can produce yeah. with these parameters right. that we have. Sure. You know, I, I the complaints. Coming from the people that were there live that paid for um, paid for a ticket, valid complaints. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm on board at all with the people sitting at home watching. No, right? Yeah. That were complaining. Yeah. You know, I, I don't agree. know what it is they were expecting. But me, <laughs> me sitting at home, watching like this, it was over. It was when you hype something that much. I don't give a shit what it is. It's really so so almost. I don't want to use it impossible because I mean there's a lot of things that have lived up to hype in the past, mm-hmm. but you know it's it's it makes it really 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 hard. It's hard to live up to. Yeah. yeah, but I mean you know that being said, it was what was it going to be besides some nostalgia yeah. moments? Yeah. Right. It felt like it was just 
crammed. Like they're trying to do so yeah. much. And you know, the would, show's already long enough, yeah. but it's just kind of like it felt like there wasn't enough time. It was like I wanted to see more uh, of everything else. See, I can't I can't speak to any of that. Um, so when I say that people at home, I, I don't know. Like maybe I, they do have something to yeah, complain about. No. I just wasn't. I was I was too close to the situation to yeah, know. Like sure. I wasn't watching the show play out. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, you like, know, I didn't know I, how it flowed or anything like that. I personally, I had a, a lot of fun watching it, and especially like, especially like the the opening and the yeah. closing. I had a ton of fun watching it. Um, I thought it was fun and good nostalgia. I think the the majority of the complaints from the, from what I've seen of the people who watched it were this is the t- basically the go home show for the Royal Rumble, and you're bringing in all these eyeballs, like so many, like a million more people than normally watch Raw. But almost none of it was hyping like what's coming up. Right. So like I get that that, that nostalgia is bringing the people in, mm-hmm. but you could have used a little bit of that to pay a little bit more attention to what is happening right now. Yeah, that's that's a that's a fair uh, fair complaint or fair uh, critique. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I really totally. enjoyed it. I did it too. Yeah. And I like sitting next to people. I was saying if you could go to Raw now and see the Raw that was at the Barclay Center. That's yeah. how Raw is. Yeah. So to go to the Manhattan Center and see the red, white, and blue ropes, to yeah. see the old setup, to get the to watch refs. WWE in yeah. a like small, intimate venue, you don't get that anymore. <laughs> so that's what you're paying for. Yeah. And that's why I would have chose that, that one over the other one. Absolutely. Oh Double gosh, shot. But Sorry for the crosstalk, Jimbo. Uh, <laughs> the only, number five for blowing hot air over <laughs> The only issue I had from watching it at home was like, why didn't Undertaker's entrance, why didn't the lights go out? Yeah. But then the lights went it. out for Bray Wyatt. I thought that was weird. Did and they? Then, yeah, yeah. And then Scott Hall comes through the curtain and they cut to commercial. Yeah, yeah, a was lot of people there. complained about what to look? All right, this is what I got to talk when it comes to the sec- our segment. Um, I got to explain a couple of things. It's to, like, okay, yes, that was was totally uh, the opposite of ideal to go to a commercial at that point. But it is that is what you, what you would do. Like, like right. business wise, that that would be the spot to take it if you needed to, you and to they needed to. Yeah, like they needed to go to break, and that was the spot. There wasn't a better spot like uh, for them to take in the middle of a segment than right there. Like, it was just they had to. And then also, what a what a good hook, you know? Hey, yeah, if you want to stick yeah, around, right. for the, what's coming up it's, next? It's just it's really awkward for us. Like, and it can, it can be uncomfortable uh, sitting in the ring and trying to fill fill time, waiting for waiting to come back. Sure. And it, and it was always, you know, it was it was. It was difficult to get used to doing that on, on in TV matches that I was in. Sure. You know, okay, we're in break, and now we got to go to a standstill so we don't, you know, mm-hmm. so we don't uh, do anything great that, and you know, it doesn't get shown on TV. And but, now they do the picture in picture on SmackDown, yes. but sometimes the people are working a match during it, and sometimes they're just in a, yeah. in the rest hold Hanging still. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, we had nine, nine or ten minutes or something like that for that segment, and it, you know, got cut, uh, cut even shorter probably, or or maybe we just went long. I don't know. I think uh, they threw glow sticks out for too long. <laughs> I don't know, but oh, there I am coming down, down there. Yeah, <laughs> you were amped, man. Like, yeah. I was pretty you amped. Were so yeah. jazzed. My question I had for you before we started taping was, you know, they started chanting one, two, three, and I could, I, I felt at home like you got, you got sort of uh, emotional about that. You got, uh, nah. 
I was happy. It made me made me feel really good. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think because we we were with you every week, we see your, we can see yeah. the changes in the personality. Yeah. So when that happened, it's like, oh, we we know what's going on. So yeah, I def- yeah. I felt the same way too. I saw you got like you had fresh freshly lined up for for you. It was too right. short. The the barber's the his his number one guard shorter than mine. So I I did it right before. Yeah. Like the cameras followed me to the barber shop. And, oh wow. Yeah, <laughs> and took you know filmed me getting uh get my no my cut. beard done and nice. Lula on my lap while I'm getting it done. But uh, <laughs> getting beard. Yeah, it was all too. Over it. it was a little too close. Closer it than I wanted. That's yeah, fine. It was straight in HD. So, what was the vibe backstage with like everyone coming out, getting ready to go out, and you know, knowing that this is like a you know a historic raw and a historic building? What was all that? I don't. Like? My I just know what my vibe was, and the people that I was doing my stuff with, and we were really you know, we were giddy and excited, and 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 all of these things like, you know, yeah. it's like when you go to a high school reunion, but like add like okay, five million people are going to be watching, <laughs> sure, and you're going to be doing cool shit, so. Well, it's like going to a high school reunion, but everybody is successful. Yeah. <laughs> you really want to see these people? Uh, was the Ballot Club really excited to have this moment and finally do the two suite with everybody and put all that oh, to rest? Oh, yes. <laughs> I, and, and yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and, and I was excited to do it with those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was your impression of the, the chemistry they, they have, Ballor, Anderson, and Gallows? Uh, you know, it's just those guys... Hey, they rode down the road together. Rode rode <laughs> on the bus down the road together. I guess in Japan, <laughs> uh, it's just like Scott, Kevin, Paul, and Sean and I. Yeah. You know, it's you can't fake it. You can't you can't manufacture that. And and so you know, people. I think it comes through. I think so. I was yeah. su- I was surprised in a good way that they WWE went in that direction because that was a card they could have played for a long time, yeah. and it almost seemed like maybe they weren't interested in that card. Yeah. And now it's being played, and I think that's a, a great thing. And now we got to have this historic moment. You yeah. Know? So anyway, so I was saying, um, the one two three kid chant starts, and okay, like I'm supposed to be, you know, doing my thing, but you want to let that breathe for a little bit mm-hmm. and acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would have a little bit longer, you know. <laughs> if you weren't slammed for time. That, and I just, I, 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 if I was a little bit more, uh, you know, the world, the universe, I'm the center of the universe type of mentality, I might have taken that time, <laughs> you know, because a lot of people would have. Sure. But, eh, I, I got enough of it. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a couple more questions for you about yeah. 25. I know... Twitter was going nuts for it all day. Yeah. But were the Ico Pro banners popping the boys at all? They did me. Oh, yeah. I laughed so hard when yeah, I saw that thing. I wonder who thought of that. Because everything was just about identical. The only thing that was different, the only thing that was different were the turnbuckle pads. And it was because they can't have the little F yeah. thing at the end of the old school logo anymore. Right. So they just kind of. Yeah. That's it. Other than that, everything was the same. Even this. This cheesy old yellow curtain that they had, yeah. you know, blocking off gorilla position. And the old uh, uh, blue shirt refs with the black yep. bow tie. That's right. He so even good. got a chant. Did he? Yeah. Nice. Who, Coyote? Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you about was uh, I read a show report from someone who was at the Manhattan Center. And, I, you know, when, when Nate went over there, uh, he singled out everybody in the ring. Oh, yeah. Skipped Balor. And you guys were giving Balor the business for getting skipped. 
Oh, I don't know. Okay. No. No, but he was just talking about like um well, I remember he was just talking about the guys like that that he's been around a lot over sure. the years. And and Nate, I think he's still hot about me slapping him on TV cuz he brought it up <laughs> twice while we were in the ring in front of everyone. Wow. Yeah. Two times, not once. <laughs> and I I mean, I part part of me sorry. <laughs> Part of you. Yeah, because it was disrespectful. It was terribly disrespectful, but it was something I felt like I needed to do back then. Sure. sure. Or not like that thing in particular, but just that that attitude and mentality and posture that I had back then. Mm. You know, I was really hungry. For sure, and yeah. you showed it. Yeah, and and I think that I don't. I I honestly think that I was thinking about this last night. Like, okay, some of the things I. I look back on, and I'm not real proud of, like, okay, just the way we were and just kind of um, how we conducted business, but I don't know if I would have been nearly as successful without that right. way of doing it. I, I just got to be honest. It was kind of cutthroat a little bit. Mm-hmm. You had to protect, oh, just, protect your hey, own at best least somebody, like, I'm going to forgive whoever it is that's calling me because <laughs> I'm the one that forgot to turn off my phone. Want to see who it is, everyone? Yeah. yeah. Sure. Five, it's like Mr. I, I don't even know. It's an 855 area code. Uh, it's not it's happening. A telemarketer? Yeah, telemarketer. Yeah. I'm going to decline with the message. My new phone, when speed. numbers call like that, it's probably a scam. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, mine right? does too, actually. Yeah. Was that iPhone? Uh, no, Android. Uh, Android. Oh. I was like, yeah. oh, that's kind of cool, though. Sorry, everyone. I good. forgot to turn my phone down. Anyway, what was I saying? Oh, an H is... Still hot. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I under. I told. He has every right to be, and and I hope he forgives me. Yeah. Had you ever apologized to him about it? We never. We've never had the opportunity to sit down and really hash a lot of things out. It's just sometimes like you kind of like with some people, like if, with me. There's a lot like things that should be hashed out like with certain people. I don't even need to hash it out with them. Unless they feel the need to with me. Right, it's right. It's just like, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- we're in a different place now. Uh, at least I am. I hope you are too. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I think it's more of it's a time thing. You know, so not. much time has gone That's by, right. so why d- dread uh, back on whatever? Because some people are still stuck in the past. True. Yeah. So, anyways, about that segment, still, <laughs> we're talking about. There was supposed to be another, like, Back and forth spot when when uh, the, revival, the came revival came out. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and it got cut, so they had to go right into the match. So it was kind of this mm. like hodgepodge. Okay, now they're having a match. Mm. Well, they were going to set the match up, and they couldn't. Uh, yeah. Wow. When yeah. they cut into the match, I thought that was weird, and I didn't expect a match yes. at all. I thought they're going to come trash talk you guys. They were going everyone's to. Everyone's going to take their finishers, yes. and everyone stands yeah. cheering. For and they had good match. stuff to say to us. They were going to really, oh, you know. Man. Yeah, that's a bummer. Well, because like last week, last week Revival cut this awesome promo, just like that. Last week Revival cut this amazing promo about six. how they're pro wrestlers and that. Yeah, oh, you get that, that on the air. That's good. Uh, last week Revival had this awesome uh, promo about how they're professional wrestlers and not sports entertainers, and and it was a great promo. But pretty much, like as soon as it was as it was over, pretty much everyone thought like. Well, they're going to get beat up by a bunch of legends yeah. next week, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, but I, I know, 
for me personally, like a lot of people are really bummed out about that. Me personally, I know how much Triple H loves those guys, so I know that it you know is all in good good fun and good nature. But oh god, hey, I do know one thing, and I respect this too. Uh, the revival fans—they're very loyal, mm-hmm. and they were not happy about that shit, were they? <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. That's cool, but I, the revival was ha- was really happy. They were, oh, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a like dream come true for them. Sure, yeah. and I would have been too. I would have been like, "Yeah, sign me up." Yeah. I don't right. care what I've got going on in my, you know, my storyline wise. It's Just like bury me. I don't care. Whatever. I'm sure in their minds it was they were the brainbusters getting beat up by the mega powers or something like <laughs> something. It, but uh, I, I really like those guys. Those guys are going to be just fine. Yeah, come absolutely. On. Come on, you guys don't have to agree with me just because I'm standing. I thought you were about to spin kick one of their heads off, and then you kicked them and hit them with that. I had back. my uh, that uh, not, again. There was too many other people that had to get their uh, shit in too. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then if I spin kicked him, there was a good chance he might not have got back up. Yeah, because I saw your stance, and <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Oh, Sean's setting up for this." And kick. I was wearing Timberlands too. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> you went full New York. Yeah, all, all full New <laughs> York. I'm, I'm just uh, after after what you were telling us earlier. After what you were telling us earlier, I'm just waiting for the day where you've got Lula in the snuggie and you give you give an X factor with her in the pouch because uh, she's not going to hit the ground or anything. Still, it would, I think it would be a little too much. <laughs> we can get like a bungee attachment so that there's no yeah. bump you for just, her. You, it's put, slowly... you put the guy's head in her mouth and then <laughs> she could just do the pin. Yeah. Mm. Hey, so there what else is. is going on? Yeah, maybe we have some. Okay. Um... <laughs> What's going on in the news? So it sounded like she was going to say something. Uh... I was waiting for the cue. Break it down. Xbox One Two Three Sixty Wrestling News. <laughs> A new baby is added to the wrestling family. Melissa Santos and Brian Cage welcome a baby girl. Uh, Melissa was in labor for 36 hours and gave birth to Skylar Faith Button. Huh. Yeah. yeah. So was, she in the, was she in the 559? Five, I don't know. Oh. Okay. <laughs> That's going to be a, a charismatic and super powerful baby. Yeah, it's going to be strong as hell. Yeah. Oh, here's some pictures. Oh, oh, wow, they put pictures online, huh? Yeah, it's on Twitter. So nobody hacked their... It looks like Cage is breastfeeding. Yeah, he's nursing. <laughs> it does look like it. It does look like he's breastfeeding. doing a good job. Oh. Who's got those big old pecs? Yeah, she might. Yeah. Wow. Who, who, who's to say they're not full of succulent milk? Wow. Oh, that's just Muscle really... Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Hey, babies, I love babies and dogs mm-hmm. and cats. It's so Even when they awesome. start crying? Huh? Even when they start crying? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's I'm, when they need the I, I'm just yeah. fine with that. And that's when you give like, them back to their parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're cute. There you go. So happy for, for these two. Mm-hmm. I, I hope that, um, I don't know if they're going to have any more. The, the, Usually, like, see, when I was, when I had my children, I was fortunate. My, my son was born first and then my daughter. So, you know, my daughter had a big brother mm. to be mean to, to her. <laughs> like, Keep her like I was to my sister. Oh, my God. I was so mean to my sister. It was different times. That was the, that yeah. was the norm. Anyway, how did I get off on this? <laughs> Baby. No, uh, congratulations, uh, Ryan Cage and Melissa Santos. Yeah. On, on the birth of your beautiful baby daughter, Skylar. You did it. A love yes. that bloomed at Lucha Underground. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I wonder if we'll see uh, baby Skylar in the temple season four. Oh, probably. Yeah. Dario Cueto's sure. going to like wager a baby. <laughs> on what is yeah. in my office? Yeah. So. We, we, cut, we cut the baby in half. <laughs> what else is going on in 
WWE superstar is no longer with the company. I'm really like, anyways, former WWE Cruiserweight champion Enzo Amore has been released from WWE. Um, this is just a crazy story how this kind of all went down. He released a statement and he said he is fully and unequivocally denies rape allegations that have been brought against him. Um, they came up in October. He thing is, he didn't tell WWE. A lot of people are saying that if he told them, maybe he wouldn't have been released. Yes. I, I think that's absolutely 100% true. So why do you think he didn't tell them? Who knows with, with Enzo? Who knows, man? Who knows? Uh... It's, er. <sighs> Do you think? Because at, at that point in October, when yeah. the police started investigating this, this allegation, because that had already been a steady like four or five months of him like you know getting kicked off a bus in Europe, sure. being hot water, being kicked out of the locker room. Do you think it was just like him thinking? Well, this is definitely going to get me fired if I bring it up to them, but I'm going to let let it play out because in my mind it's, it's not true. I just honestly think that it's really just kicking the can down the road and and stuffing stuff under the rug um, and pretending like it's not a thing. And because I, I, I've been there, I, I've been there, and um, you know, there's a chance. Obviously, you know, he may or may not have done this. Right. I'm hoping that's the may not part because mm-hmm. you know. Um, Obviously, for the sure, I would rather this, this young lady be completely full of shit, you know. It, but I mean, who knows? Yeah, it's just unknown. And I see, and again, I don't know how true it is. But last night, someone on YouTube released a bunch of uh, text messages that girl had sent during the sure. time that seem a hundred percent contradictory to yeah. the story she's told the police. So who knows? It'll play out like on like it will play out in. You know the the investigation will will you know take its course and either charges will be filed or they won't be. Right. Uh, he should have got on top of this instead of stuffing it under the rug. That's my thing. And 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 also, um, also, quit putting yourself in situations every night of your life where something like this can happen, True. where you're leaving yourself open for like this kind of thing to happen, people to make excuse. I mean, if this is a, if, if, if she's making it up, there's, there's people out there that are willing to attach their wagon to, uh, you know, to the me too train or to whatever mm-hmm. train they can, you know what I mean? Like, right. and, and who knows what this is? Like right. it's, it's hard. It's right. These days, it, cause you've got, you want to get the benefit of the doubt. See, here's the thing, though. Now, if she is lying, this also affects this because there are so many women coming out right now. You know, everything that's going on with the Olympics and all of that, you know, young girls that are terrified and are putting themselves out there against, uh, I think, Dr. Larry Nassar. Mm -hmm. You know, with so much, this is not the time for her to be lying. And I really hope she's not. Sorry, though. But it's kind of like a two way sort of street, you know? Yeah, but I, I do think, like, from what I, from everything that I've seen, the people who are coming out in defense of Enzo Amore are pretty much universally saying we don't in any way want to start victim blaming. We don't in any way want to try and discourage people from coming forward. But dot 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 like here are like we feel like this shouldn't be contrary to that. Like it doesn't have to be, yeah, and right. especially if people uh, are are going to 
stand up and go, okay, this is one of those situations sure. where we might want to question. The far, and the far, like the 1% of the 99% of yeah. like all allegations that come out is like, most dudes are pigs and have done horrible right. things. Hey, and look. most women are victims of horrible things from men. Yes. Like, don't let this discourage you. But, at the, same forward, time, right. but at the same time, like, regardless of whatever this is, Enzo should not have kept it a secret that he was under police investigation right. for several months for from his employer from a publicly traded company. Yeah. Like there's no reason to not tell your employer about this. There's no every, good reason. There's, there's plenty of reasons. reasons. <laughs> <laughs> but there's every reason to tell your employer yeah, right. about it because you don't want to blindside them say 2 hours before their biggest sh- television show of the entire year. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too with the with this everything that's ha- been happening since I don't know September. It's all a lot of it's been allegations. Nobody has been you know charged with a lot of different things. So I think what a lot of people need to remember is that they do come forward. You know whoever they're saying has done X, Y, and Z. You don't know because there's two or sometimes three sides to the story. Yeah. So you know y- yeah to me when you see Enzo and everything that he's done and you know all the crazy stuff that you can do and you don't really know him personally, you can see like ah, it's a fifty fifty. So, See, like, know. some of the things, th- this is what, what really makes it, like, some people go, oh, this might be true. It's because when she says, oh, he, um, he says, I got a million Instagram followers, you should be begging for this, D. Like, that sounds like something Enzo would exactly. say. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. but that I'll, doesn't mean he's guilty of this. Uh, right. And uh, another, I, I, I don't want to muddy the waters in any way, but like another thing that people brought They're up. They're muddy as hell already, <laughs> <Yeah>. Bill. Obfuscation <laughs> in effect. When, when Enzo and Cass were on Steve Austin's podcast yeah. a while ago, Enzo brought up that he was kicked out of a college that he went to, and Steve Austin was like, why'd you get kicked out of a college? And he was like, uh, living life too hard anyway. Like, anyone and, ever, Did anyone dig into that? Yeah, they're trying to. They're they're trying to look into it, uh, but like, it just seems like really like, you know, like a, a East, like you know, a New England athlete getting kicked out of a college athletics program. Like, there's so generally, there's one of two things yeah. you have, you've done. Yeah, I just hope that, like, you know, I hope that this isn't true. I I, yeah. I, I really hope and pray. So now, say if it's not true, everything is you know, a thing. The police investigations dropped all that stuff. Yeah. Do you think? WWE will let him come back, or do you think it's? I don't. I honestly don't think anytime soon. I'm just being honest. Just because of what he did, he didn't. Yeah, tell him that, and 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 they kept him around in spite of a lot of things, just because he's so talented and brings a lot. He truly does bring a lot to the table, Mm -hmm. you know. But I, uh, along with those things, like comes a lot of stuff that like really is makes it a huge pain in the ass to have him around. And in all honesty, I'm surprised Impact hasn't already announced they signed yeah. him. And like you know, so <laughs> <laughs> legit, I'm surprised yeah. they haven't. I'm sure there's a no compete. Yeah, well, I, I wow. saw I saw the other night last week at, at the Rainbow, uh, Jericho was um, he was perform. Um, I hate saying um, <laughs> Jericho was performing at the Whiskey oh, nice. Thursday. And uh, and Enzo was out and about, mm. and uh, and Jericho, Enzo showed up, and then Jericho comes in, and Jericho punched him in the freaking ribs really hard, and like fish hooked him by the nose. Oh. It was just like giving him shit, like ri- like like not ribbing him, like but r- hardcore, rib- like just giving him shit. And he wow. was like, "Oh yeah, you got kicked up the bus," and like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> back in the day we would have shaved his eyebrows and shit in his bag, like you know that kind of thing. Wow. 
Yeah. It's crazy when people don't learn. Like he's got Enzo seemingly has been sent the message pretty clearly that his behavior is disrespectful to yeah. others, but I guess yeah. the- see, but that's the thing though. Sometimes, especially you know, being an athlete and being you know, you do something and they're like, okay, well, don't do it again. But here you go. Here's the the cruiserweight belt. Do yeah. you do something and then something else happens? Like you know, you could take for instance, like you know, OJ. Like let's I don't want to go into all that stuff, but everything that's happening, he's out now. All what stuff? <laughs> <laughs> so that happened with OJ. I what you're talking about. All that stuff happened Did now. He lose his <laughs> for the car? Wait, yes. the actor <laughs> from Naked Gun? All that stuff is happening now, and he's in Vegas, and he's you know hanging. Like I don't doubt he's going to get in trouble again because for almost forty years, people are like, okay, well, yeah, like you did that, but you know you get. Plus, if OJ not to go back, talk about OJ, but if he's drinking and doing all, he's definitely gonna. He's gonna get in trouble oh, yeah. again because nobody, nothing. He was in prison and he was taken care of. Yeah, you know, he was the 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 head empire. Like he was like the emperor. Yeah, so what, essentially. So. so what does OJ? What what does OJ have to do with Enzo? I'm just saying. At the end of the day, <laughs> if somebody is somebody being rewarded being, for bad yeah, behavior, you're being rewarded for bad behavior. What? Then, <laughs> it's like number eight. Now. <laughs> being rewarded for bad behavior, you're never going to learn a lesson. So, and and it's really, it's really, it, you get into that mindset, especially being an athlete and being a student athlete. Yeah. You get into school, people treat you a certain way. Then you get into life, and now you're still an athlete. People stretch, and yeah. it's just going to keep going down. And you're never going to learn that lesson. Some uh, people are better than others, but some people are that, never. Get that's it. what leads me to understand like why he didn't come forward because it's like it's scared, he, man. He, he's scared. That's about mine. He's gone through so many months of backstage stuff, and then they build two hundred five live around him. And his his in his mind, he must be like, well, I'm bulletproof. Like if. They all hate me, and they're still building this whole show around me. There's nothing yeah. that I can do that is going to get My me in trouble. My talent is way better than. Yeah. And and also maybe he thought the allegations were so uh, so unsubstantiated that he was like, "This is such a baloney sure. investigation. I don't even want to get the heat." Mm-hmm. That could be it too. There could. I mean, because he if 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 you don't if you didn't do something, it, it can really not seem like that big as big a deal as it yeah, might right. be. It's just weird to me that this happened in October. It's January now. It seems like the how how many people are investigating this? Might and have how many thought hours? it went away. Yeah, right. This is the thing. When it, when okay okay they're investigating. Oh maybe I guess nothing came of it. Right. You know that was actually why I was thinking that maybe that's why the girl blasted it on social media. Maybe she didn't feel like they were doing their part of the investigation fully enough because you know obviously if she's saying that this is the truth and nothing has come of it of all these months then she's like well you know what social media is the place to you know really get it out there in the light and here's the thing where you know where people are not sure if she's lying or not she openly wrote on there that you know she was under under drugs and that people were the two other people that were there were apparently setting her up and that they knew that Enzo was going to do this to her so it's like it's for me, if I was in this situation and I was under drugs, I would somehow think like, oh, you know, maybe they're going to think I'm not telling the truth because I'm saying that I'm under drugs. But if I know that this is the truth, then I'm going to make sure that they know, yes, I was under drugs, but I know true. that this You've household... never done a drug a day in your life. No, probably. I have not, though. But I, I have tell. not. <laughs> but I was just like, trying to put myself in the yeah. situation. Yeah. Your vernacular <laughs> exposed that aspect of your lifestyle. Now, now it's out there for everyone to know. For you. But but yeah, that's what I was kind of like. Doing a weed. Trying to get into the mind of it. (laughs) Yeah, but that's but that's the thing too. It's just kind of like she you you now we have this platform of social media and you can put that and you can literally destroy somebody's career and it may or may not be true. So it's just kind of one of those things where look, I I I don't really talk about it that much, but I was accused of it 
I was accused of rape, you know, right? Um, and I had to come out and get on top of that and defend it. And and you know, people thankfully didn't believe it, but uh, you know, so I understand. And and still at that at the same time, um, I still want to give the benefit of the doubt to the accuser. Right to both, yeah, to even both, though both I've sides. been on the shitty end of a false accusation more than once. At, well, not more, I mean more than not more than once at something like that. But, sure, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So and you just it's just too important to like. I mean, for me, you could get like a bitter, like you know, like you could be bitter and like take it, you know, to have a shitty attitude towards the whole thing. But I just I can't. I can't because ever. I because like I've also I've. I've been, you know, um, I've been the victim of sexual assault, you know, as a child, like for many years growing up, I, I, I had. So I understand both ends of the, of the deal. Well, I don't understand what it's like to be the the perp. I can right. promise you that. But to be the but, victim. Yeah, and to also be the victim accused. of false allegations. Yeah. yeah, it is a very complicated thing, and I guess that's at the end of the day, like you said, the social media brought it to the forefront. The police, if they had stopped investigating it, they're certainly going to come to a conclusion, yeah. I would imagine, mm-hmm. man, uh, imagine, in the next two weeks. Yeah. And we'll find out. Uh, but I, I agree. I, I, with Sean, I don't think you'll see him back for the whole... No. And the brush he's been painted with. Yeah. And plus, like, you know, it, there's a lot of... I mean, the, the heat isn't just with the boys. Like, you know, <laughs> the, the office, too, you know. So right. it was, don't, give, don't give him a, a reason. You know, a real reason. Right. So, now. all right. Now, Next. I do have I do have one question. So we have like Jay Uso who uh, got um, arrested yeah. for D- DUI. Yeah. Is it possible that he let them know and then you know they they they, they knew ahead of time before it hit the press? That's why he was on yeah, SmackDown. Back sure. Then? Yes. So, yeah. Okay. All right. I, I'm sure Rich Swan also called them as soon as he got out of jail and was. I like, hope so. Because and and even the Jay Uso thing like. WWE released a statement after that news broke where they said what WWE superstars do on their own time is their own business because they don't have a zero tolerance like DWI policy. They have a zero tolerance domestic abuse and sexual assault policy. Yeah, um, I mean, they'll frown on a DUI if you're convicted of it and, and you might get suspended for 30 days or something like mm-hmm. that. But, you know, that's that's usually... Unless... Unless you're already on the bubble, anyways, and sure. like they're looking for a reason, <laughs> right? So, but they I don't, don't even need that. If they want to get rid of you, they'll get rid of you. But I, sp- but I imagine, like, as long as Jay's been in the company and like a co-holder of the tag titles, yes. he was on the phone, like, with the office. Yeah, like that's how I imagine that. Sure, went, you know? and 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 also, like, he's been a good soldier for for many years. Right, without any issues. Yeah. Jay Uso isn't getting kicked off any buses. Nope. Yeah, I'd like to see somebody try that. <laughs> <laughs> what happens with the Cruiserweight title now? Oh, they announced last night. Did you, uh, on, to start 205 Live, uh, Daniel Bryan announced that uh, next week they will appoint a new 205 Live general manager. So mm-hmm. there's going to be a general manager for 205 Live, and he will decide who will be in contention for the Cruiserweight title. So... There was supposed to be a Cedric versus Enzo title match at the Royal Rumble. That's not happening. It looks like there's not going to be any cruiserweight match on the Royal Rumble. They might toss a bunch of people in as a multi-man, but... They should have just did a ladder match. But then, the but then apparently, um, I didn't watch the whole thing, but apparently Cedric and uh, Mustafa Ali then had like a match of the year candidate. Speaking of Mustafa Ali, did you see this gif of him doing a rolling X-Factor? <laughs> um, no. Oh, 
so dope. Sweet. I think you'd be really impressed with it. I like him. He's yeah. great. Who do you think's going to be the general manager of 205 Live? Isn't that one of your stories? Oh, oh we already nah. did it, so oh, we're good. Okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Apparently, 205 Night Live needs a general manager. Who do you think will be the general manager? <laughs> oh, damn it. I'm sorry, too good. Very good. That, that that's person. A, that, that's, that's Sean's nominee. That one came across real clear. Marty McFurnison. Wow. <laughs> like 10. What did you What's eat wow. in New York? It's just the coffee. It's not anything I ate. What's full of, of beans. Is this different coffee? I ate a bag of pistachios in the middle of the night it's while like, I was sleeping. It's like friggin' Blazing Saddles over yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. You, just eating chili. At least morning. it's not like a sm- like smelly. It was just... Vacate. My voice has changed, but my breath is the same. <laughs> I'm just burping. Uh, I think I think the like, most likely candidate for uh, general manager for 205 Live is Rockstar Spud. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. Jimbo, I'll take it. Guess? I, think you I said guess. Rey Mysterio would be awesome. Oh, that would be pretty dope. Mm. Yeah. I just think Rockstar Spud isn't known by the WWE Universe too right. much yet, so to just bring him out and make him a general manager... People might be yeah, like, who's this true. guy? Yeah. But if they do like vignettes for a couple weeks yeah. and then he shows up, yeah. then I think it would make sense. Mm. I got one. I think that uh, a lot of people might agree that uh, 205 Live overall, the product, the characters, etc., are, are a little dry. So I'd say they need to be more juicy, and the juicy one, Juventud Guerrero, <laughs> would be the, the general manager. That's amazing. The juice. <laughs> He's never been in WWE. Yes, he yeah, has. He was Mexico. He was a Mexican. Yeah. One of those progressive Mexican angles they did. Yeah. Let's drive a lawnmower, lawnmower to the ring. ring. Cause you know. Because we're Mexican. Yeah. You, what you else would you we know. do? Duh. <laughs> <laughs> you know who's a free agent right now and has a long history with overseeing uh, innovative action? It's Dixie Carter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she did have the six sides of steel. That's right. Yeah. And somebody was just ribbing, hey, what if we did every match six sides of steel? Oh, that's a good idea. Next thing you know, every match was six sides of steel. Yeah. yeah. She also came up <laughs> every with match the, on the cards. They, under her purview, they also came up with the Feaster Fired. Uh, and then they really fire somebody. Yeah, and they're like, still doing it. Like, that's the biggest bunch of <laughs> yeah. bullshit I ever heard in my life. <laughs> I would have said, do you know what I would have told them? I would have been like, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> right, kid, what are you going to do, fire me? Right. <laughs> I'm going to kiss my ass. They just did Stupid that. Stupid shit. With uh, Ethan Carter III, mm. just got the fired briefcase. And he gets to leave with his name he owns. Oh, but that's different. Yeah. yeah. That's different. Okay, you, if you know you're going out. But it's like somebody that doesn't yeah. know, and they're trying to like trying to fight for a spot there. And, you know, they're coming up in the business. <laughs> and then just this unceremoniously, we're just shit-canning you on television. No, I'm sorry if I'm not going to go along with that. <laughs> right, good one. Kiss my ass. Well, but Sean, you never would have been put in a feast or fire match at that stage in your career. I, not, I mean... Uh, well, I'm not the saying feast. they wouldn't have tried to put me in one. It just wouldn't have happened. <laughs> what if you were in the match but you were going over? You would be the feaster instead of the fired. I think I would have had a problem with it, being involved in something like that where somebody was getting shit canned like that. I would have had a huge problem with that. I, I just think, I, you know, not like there's consequences that there's real life consequences to made up bullshit angles and story like that we do. You know, people have to live with the consequences or, you know. True. Okay. Uh, if, and I'm not just talking about, like, oh, I'm talking about the, oh, I'm sounding kind of bleeding heart here. But I give a shit about other people's feelings and how 
actions and, and things we do make other people feel because I know how I would feel in those situations. And I don't want others to feel that way. I don't. Like, even though people I don't like as much as others, like, I still don't want them to right. go through any more pain than they deserve. It's like, wel- <laughs> welcome to the empathy club. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I, I know that's... It's you know, the golden rule they teach you in kindergarten. Treat others how you would like to be treated. Yeah, there. that's just a saying. <laughs> right. yeah. I, I live by that, that, you know? It's just ideological. But now they have that, rule. Now they have that new math. bullshit. Yeah. Now they teach them new math oh, yeah, instead new of teaching them stuff. New math is a whole other beast. Uh, where, why did I start? What were we talking about? We're talking about having a positive mental attitude, right, Kevin? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Kev, what do you, what do you, what's been going on with you lately? Oh, just doing my thing, man. Uh, doing the Kevin Gill Show podcast every yeah. week. You know, we do the in-person audio, and I've been uh, just booking the shows for ICP's Juggalo Championship Wrestling. They're still doing JCW? Yeah, February yeah. 16th and 17th in Vegas uh, for two shows at the Fremont Country Club with ICP and a uh, whole, whole slew of great performers, man. Mm. Juggalo and, uh, weekend, right? It is. It's not just any day. It's not a show. It's not a gig. It is a Juggalo weekend. Hey, how are we doing um, as far as the Juggalos uh, being on on the uh, you know gang on the list of gangs? Well, you know, we did the the rally in Washington yeah. this fall, which I had the honor of hosting and, and speaking at and stuff, and it was great. Everyone came together. The even the police, everybody there was super cool, super supportive. Yeah. Uh, but then where it stands in the court is the judge threw it out again and said that uh, you can't prove that any person has been damaged, so to speak, in any any fashion mm. by being classified as a gang member. And all the things that happened to all these different people that are documented, uh, the government recommends that each individual person sue the individual police officer involved in, or, or business or whatever involved in every case. Yeah. So uh, the ACLU mm. is, is processing the, the latest overruling. Mm. But now that it's been overruled a certain number of times... It was, I, I believe that it was kind of figured that this would happen because the smaller courts can't fathom constitutional issues, so it moves up to the Supreme Court is my unofficial uh, thing of what goes next. But I know the ACLU hasn't announced like a, a next step yet, but thank God for them. You know, yeah. They're not always popular, but uh, you know, we live in a world where Michael Moore and all these activists will stand up for all these causes and uh, like Russian bands who are being treated badly – but very few American celebrities, icons, free speech advocates, none of them will touch or speak on the Juggalo situation, even though it's completely absurd to do that. I think a lot of people just don't really, like, honestly, people, they're not sure what to think. I think that they don't understand what the Juggalos are all about, KG. True. You know, I think and it's really foreign to people, and they don't get it, and they just know, like, okay... You know all the all the stereotypical bad stuff you hear. Sure. You know, and but they don't like understand that else. the love and the, the all inclusiveness that comes along with that community, and that's Man, what it is. It's just a community of people. One hundred percent less violent than your average yeah. Sunday football game. Yeah. yeah. In the audience. Well, less violent. Yeah. So. Has that uh, gang member label affected you personally, like when you're out and about? Because you always have your hatchet man chain. You're always wearing the gear. You're always representing that you're a juggalo. And you happen to be over six foot with a bald head. <laughs> People might, oh man, this guy. Slightly recognizable. Yeah. Um, I personally haven't really, I mean, I've been hassled by uh, the police, but not, not because I was a juggalo, just because I was being hassled. Uh, was, there was no obvious sense. I, I haven't personally had any any issue with it. 
you know, TSA, all that stuff. A lot of them will say whoop whoop or whatever <laughs> to me. But I know I know people personally like that lost their jobs, uh, all kinds of things. And and I know people that I've met. Uh, one kid I see. Met, there's people that think juggalos don't even have jobs. Right, <laughs> right. How could yeah. they lose what right. they never had? Yeah. Well, I met a kid that uh, was super dedicated to. He wanted to join the military, so he did. And uh, right before he was set to to go, they did some kind of uh, a meeting or whatever, and they saw he had a, a juggalo tattoo. Yeah. And they were like, "You can't. We're gonna just cancel your, your thing. You're not. Wow. You can't be in the military with a gang tattoo." And he's like, oh, my God. Like, so they, they delayed his deferment, mm-hmm. and it was a big tattoo, and he went and just got a covered black. Mm-hmm. So he just has a giant black mark on his chest instead, mm-hmm. and they were like, no, we're still not going to allow you in. And oh. he's one of the people that's in the, in the lawsuit. You know oh, what I mean? Wow. It's like, how can I not be in the – in other words, there's no physical reason, mental reason. There's no reason that he's not allowed to serve this country other than that he covered up a juggalo tattoo, and that's crazy. Now, if, God forbid, we go to war or something, watch them. Watch oh, them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, come on. We'll take you. We need no you, problem. brother. Yeah. And then we'll treat you badly once everything is said yeah. and done, oh, if yeah. you live. Mm-hmm. So, all right. But, yeah, I think it's just a misunderstood thing. And like you said, yeah. you've been there. It's just a community. And in the 60s, they didn't It's pretty see- crazy. KG, let's be honest about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, can we talk about sure. the yeah, well, gathering? No, no, let's not. Aww. Let's not go off into that. Like, I, I'm just saying, like, it is, but it's just different. It's just, okay, it's, it's a different deal, and but it's, no one's really, you know, no one's hurting anyone. Right, it's like the Grateful Dead was, but you know what I mean? The Grateful Dead weren't a gang. They're, yeah. Even though the Grateful Dead and their fans were moving drugs all around the country and selling things, elite, you know, whatever you want, or, you know what I'm saying? Although somebody did get caught stealing at the gathering one time, and it didn't turn out too good for them. Oh, we have you? our own brand of justice. <laughs> car? But they didn't hurt them. They just lit their car on fire or something, right. I think. Well, like, honestly, and then drove over it with yeah, a monster truck. Yeah. And then the monster truck fell over. That's only at the gathering. I, I feel the worst I walked of upon the monster truck scene. in that story. Uh, I was just walking, I forgot with who or wherever, but we were just walking, and I see someone walk by me, and they have, like, someone has a hubcap, and they're just like, yeah, and they go by, and I'm like, that's unusual. And then someone else had another part of a car, and then, like, a minute later, someone just had a, a car bumper on a rope around their neck, like a necklace, an entire bumper. And I'm like, what is, something's happening, like, and, and then you just look, and, you know, 500 feet away, there's a crowd, and you go there. And then, yeah, I got there right before the monster truck. That's but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that rules. It was a crazy story, man. A guy was stealing from other juggalos at the gathering, and he was stealing from people in his own campsite and mm-hmm. all around his own area. Mm-hmm. So people got suspicious, and he, his car was parked in the campsite, and he had like a, a gimmicked uh, trunk release that mm-hmm. didn't operate. Mm-hmm. So like you couldn't open the trunk. Uh. So uh, finally, when he was sleeping, someone went and just forced open the trunk, and everyone's phones and everyone's stuff was in there and they just literally stripped the car down to nothing with just hands yeah. Yeah. and then drove over it with the monster truck. <laughs> nice. Where'd they get the monster truck? Someone had one. <laughs> yeah. Some, like an attendee that was their car at their campsite. You know That's what I mean? Great. But it was a monster enough that it could drive over another car and, but then it did fall It's over. just really sad because, okay, you don't have to steal from a juggalo. They'll give you whatever they have. Yeah, it's the only festival. In, I've been to music festivals and concerts like all over the world. There's no other concert or festival where people are going around handing out food and water. And, and other things. And everything. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what you need, you know yeah. what I mean? I need water. Great. Unlaced water, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, man. like if you don't have food, somebody will give you food. A hundred percent. Anything. There's groups of volunteers yeah. come called the Scrub Care Unit, and they're a whole team of people. And in addition to the official uh, medics and stuff, they have their own unofficial stuff, and they go around. If they find the drunk person in the grass, they'll give them a hot dog and water, get them out of the sun, mm-hmm. do whatever. That's just on, on volunteer status, you know? Yeah. Wow. Doesn't happen at Ozfest. No, it doesn't. <laughs> and, and, you know, for all the people who, who, you know, at this point, the gathering of the Juggalos is such a, you know, and, and like it's a joke to people and it's a, a meme. But ICP in May is having like sort of the anti gathering of the Juggalos where they're doing the Dark Carnival Gaming uh, Con. Yeah. That's the thing. ICP are involved in, in the, the universe of psychopathic records and ICP and all that. It's such a creative outlet for so many people. And then so many people's own creativity and uh, fandom is, you know, multiplied through it. It's like a combination of like comic books, wrestling, music and all that. But the Dark Carnival Game Con is a annual – it focuses on these role-playing, like dice-based role-playing games that – Like rock Dungeons & Dragons? Type stuff, but yeah. with a Juggalo twist. Like they also have like uh, – Juggalos Against Humanity mm-hmm. uh, card game. I played that before. <laughs> yeah. What was it called? Cards Against, Cards Cards against, against Humanity. Humanity. Yeah. Yeah, they have the Juggalo version of that. So That's a big game around here at AfterBuzz, actually. Is it? Yeah. We'll have to send over some Juggalo versions for you guys. Right <laughs> but it's it's just really cool that they, they do so many things. And like we were talking about other conventions and things. The Dark Carnival Game Con, I believe, it's Friday, it's Friday Saturday, Sunday it's in, in, in Denver. I believe it's $50. For a ticket to all three days, it goes till ten o'clock at night, and there's concerts every night. Yeah. So for I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for yeah. fifty bucks, that's yeah. pretty. Sweet. And like for everyone who's like, oh, you know, the gathering's filthy and it's out in the field and everyone's doing drugs. Like this is a bunch of juggalos sitting around at tables playing Monopoly for three days in a hotel in, in a sixty thousand square foot space. That's yeah. good. Yeah, it's going to be that's really good. something special. And I'm I can uh, I'm happy to announce here as a, a world premiere. That I am going to be at the Dark Carnival Game Con, and in addition to hosting uh, one of the night's concerts, I'm going to be hosting for the first time ever the video game that I created. The Backyard Wrestling video game will have its own official tournament over two days at the Dark Carnival Game Con. The old Backyard awesome. Wrestling video game? Yeah. That was involved with XPW and all yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Is really? It, is yeah. it, uh, is that's it... why I see uh, ICP and Vampiro and all yeah, that. Yeah, that's yeah. all. I did the soundtracks, the characters. Yeah. Wow. All that's and came up with the idea for the game, but oh, there's wow. never been a tournament or anything like that. Is the now, tournament is it going to be Xbox or emulator? Or? I feel like it's going to be on PlayStation <laughs> Two. I feel like that's the ultimate controller. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But I don't know. I, I owned it on, on Xbox, it on. so yeah. maybe I'll do one one of each platform. I'm not sure, but it's I'm, I'm honored to be a part of it. Yeah. Jimbo, you know do you have any wrestlers that were in the game that are going to be in the tournament? No, I mean, the tournament's open to, unless some of the wrestlers from the game attend the con, which is possible. Let Nick Mondo know. Like M-Dog? Um, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of good wrestlers are in the backyard wrestling video game. Is Pongo the clown? Pogo the clown? Pogo the clown is not, it, uh, he wasn't in the game. but um, I liked Pogo. Yeah, he was a good guy. He, he was, is a good guy. He was, a, he, was, uh, he was believable in the ring. Mm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he was known to be a little snug yeah. at times. Yeah, but I thought it was fine. Well, he never did anything. I never worked with him, but I got, <laughs> it looked fine. Yeah. He was like, you know, he wasn't hitting yeah. guys too bad. Yeah. Uh, who's on the show? Who's on the JCW shows lately? Uh, it. We have a, a core crew of like uh, Congo Kong, yeah. who's now doing a lot of stuff in Impact, uh, Shane Mercer, Isaiah, Madman Pondo, uh, people like that. 
We're bringing a, a mixed, a different crew somewhat to Vegas. Is, is Too Tough Tony still involved? Yeah, Too Tough Tony. His his schedule often prevents him from appearing. But what do you mean I, his schedule? <laughs> he has he owns like multiple businesses in yeah. Louisville. Even yeah. though he's like a ham fisted, alcohol swigging, nonstop cigarette smoking, always at the drive through eating. Uh, he manages to own like a venue, a uh, wrestling school, a lawn care, yeah. snow, like just. 24-7. So it's always like, oh, well, gee, it's always, if it's not snow season, it's grass season or... <laughs> Good, you gotta have... Hustle, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's a diverse, smart man. Diverse, diversify your hustles. Fire. Yeah. But we're gonna have a bunch of cool people. Making his JCW debut in uh, Vegas is gonna be Techno Destructo. Oh, Have from, you ever uh, seen him? Oh, no, I haven't. From, from Guar. Oh, nice. So he's making his debut, which is gonna be pretty fun. And uh, we got a, a whole a whole crew of uh, great people I'm trying to think who Does else. Does Nosawa ever come through still? Or Nosawa hasn't been through in a few years, but I think that was more due to his his visa than whatever. But mm. we would love to have Nosawa back anytime, man. Right on. So, is there anything else going on? Um, WWE superstars lip sync at the Tonight Show. Did you guys? Oh, I guess we're gonna throw another new story in. I like this. It was actually pretty funny. Yeah. Um, so uh, New Day was there, and they actually did a uh, lip sync battle. Uh, they did Boys to Men, Motown Philly, which was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. And then this is like the kicker. So Triple H and Stephanie McMahon, they sang, um, oh, what gosh, what song was it? Something from Frozen was, or how, something? How, yeah. how Far I'll Go from Moana. Yeah. Uh. Which, if anybody, if anybody thought that Triple H... Doesn't know the words to this with how many daughters he yeah, has. Yeah. That's ridiculous. But the funniest thing was him wanting to do Metallica, um, and then being just a, a sourpuss. But that hits it. <laughs> committed to it. I love it. Of course he did. Are you kidding me? And I can't play the auto for too long because it's Disney and we could probably get taken. Right. Yeah. So I'm just gonna fade. Yeah, out but yeah. you know we get the awesome. idea. Yeah. That's good. I, I loved it for New Day's reactions, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's January, so Triple H is in incredible shape again. Like once he's the, getting there. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's getting there. He's, um, he times everything just right. Man, you, you're not going to meet too many people that know how to dial that kind of stuff in like he does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nobody. So does he plan his, like, lifting and eating throughout the year to, to peak at a certain Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, also, uh, for people who haven't seen him on TV in a while, but like you know, we have because we like keep up on indie wrestling and stuff. But how great is Billy Gunn look these days? Yeah, Billy. Oh man, he yeah. was at Bar <laughs> Wrestling last week. Killed it. Everyone loved him. Going nuts. He wrestled uh, Ziggler's brother. Oh, Nick Ryan, Hot Young Riley. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. had a great match. So did good. we talk about where Ziggler ended up? Dolph Ziggler ended up going. He just like yeah. What's him. up with Dolph? Did anybody hear from Limbo? He's but he's re- not he's, released or anything. No, he's like not a creative to come back and win the Royal Rumble. Maybe did he just like take a break? Because like I'm going, like I'm going to go on vacation. And he, he left the United States title and he said, I'm, yeah. I'm, "I'm, I'm, I'm worth bigger things than this." But has he been like doing like comedy? Like I haven't seen right. anything. Been laying low, pretty much. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he's been doing anything. I, I, I think it's just one of those. Uh, I mean, it would be great if he won the Royal Rumble, but I have a feeling it's like, look, we don't have any ideas, so come back in six weeks. He hasn't even been on Fox Business. Channel's Kennedy show. Yeah, <laughs> he's almost always there. Yeah, like he's like yeah, he's all, you always see him like at least doing somewhere stuff. Doing something. Yeah, so maybe it's anything. just a who knows. And I think the the 
first announcement that we got of something he's doing is he's going to be on the new Miz reality show. Uh, yeah. Like he might yeah. be swinging in as the wacky neighbor or something. Mm -hmm. He's going to be like the brand. But I thought he lived in Florida, though. They live in Florida. <laughs> no, no, no. Dolph, Dolph's out of here all the time, though. Oh, okay. Because so. Ryan lives out here. All right. Well, let's get some. Let's let's take it home. Well, before we let Kevin go, I wanted to talk about you doing commentary on matches, specifically commentary with Mick Foley on a match with <laughs> X Pac and Kevin Nash with Scott Hall in their corner against oh, the, the, the Gathers, Billy Gunn, yeah. and Road Dog. Yeah, that, that, that that's like. one of my favorite matches ever to pull, and it was an honor for JCW because that was no one had ever done that. That match has never happened. Right. Uh, having uh, those two epic. Teams fight and then having Sean involved as someone who's, you know, both. active on both yeah. sides and then having Mick Foley on commentary with me and I don't know if it was the same night that then you joined us on commentary or I if might that have. you come after the match yeah, <laughs> yeah after the right. match because Mick Foley's like man Sean deserves another run I'm gonna call John Laurinaitis right now and then you come over to the table and they're like Sean man. How are you? And you're like, ah, I don't know if I did too well. Yeah, yeah we were like, up. no, I you got did blown great. Up out there. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was, and I'm pretty sure that Billy and, and Brian, well, mainly Billy wasn't too happy after that match. I must have potatoed this shit out of him. <laughs> oh, he was, he didn't come, but he was, I could tell he wasn't happy. Right. Yeah. Where can people find that match? That match is actually just on, on YouTube. YouTube. It's nice. on, uh, I think it was part of the Legends and Icons pay-per-view yeah. that uh, is not available officially, but is available unofficially nice. on, uh, <laughs> on YouTube. And it's the most star-studded, like, legendary wrestling lineup ever. Uh, Bullet Bob Armstrong came out of retirement to do it, and uh, he got booked towards the end of it. And when I booked him, he was like, well, you know, I, I, my only question was, he goes, well, I was concerned that I wasn't booked sooner. Yeah. And I was like, well, sir, the fact that you were retired is the only reason that we didn't call you. And he's like, you can never call it a career until you've wrestled at the gathering. Oh, he's wow. like, after uh, tonight, then I could say I'm retired. Except for it right. wasn't because he still has matches. Because, <laughs> <laughs> oh, because Scott, Scott Armstrong was telling me this story one time when I, I saw him, like, I don't know, whenever Raw was here. Sure. So we were sitting there talking, and he, because I, I, I always ask about, their their father. I always ask about the bullet because I love him to death. Um, and he's telling me, "Oh yeah, I was, he was like he was just talking about how you know he has a shot, like you know, in such and such a town tonight, and like what." And I'm like, "Oh, that's great." And he's like, "Yeah, except for like I worry about you know him getting in there with certain with guys you don't know who they are." And then and then he told me the story one time where you know him him and his dad were teaming and they go out there and. You know, he even tells these guys beforehand, you know, my dad's 70-some years old, like, take it easy. And apparently this guy, gra uh, bullet grabs him in a headlock, and the guy just immediately belly to backs him and oh. just folds him in half. And uh, Scotty would just get in there and just punch the guy right in the face and just started stomping the shit out of wow. him. And they got out, they, they, uh, the guys actually, like, <laughs> scurried out, out of the building. Got out of the building, yeah, before they got back, yeah. And, um, yeah. Man, what are people thinking, man? Especially if they got yeah, the heads I, apparently up. Apparently the guy just kind of froze. Or the excuse was, he, you know, that's just kind of what he saw other people do. And mm. Whatever. I would just go with the wait for Bob to tell me what to do next. That <laughs> yes. would be my policy. Yeah. 
<laughs> Anyways, I just thought I'd throw that little tidbit in there. I do have one question. Back to, like, I know we talked about it. But uh, when Vince and Stone Cold were doing their things, do you think that, because Vince is older, he's talking about AARP and all that other stuff. Do you think if he, if he comes to a point where he can no longer do that, he'll just not show up on TV? Or would they make, like, an announcement? Or do you think he would, like, officially retire? Or what do you think his... his... I don't know. Probably just stop. No one will even know. It's no fanfare. No, okay, this is the last. Because he looks in great shape. This is the last time Vince is going to get dropped in front of everyone. Like, right. I just don't think you're going to hear anything like that. Vince doesn't, like, okay, yeah, he's got an ego, and, and obviously. But like, he's also the type of guy that, okay, when guys do their Hall of Fame speeches, he makes sure he tells them, don't mention my name. Mm. You know, right. I don't need you, you know. That's like a hard rule at that yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. So, That's but. interesting. It'd be, yeah. It'll be interesting though, but in the same breath, you never know when it is the last appearance. Because, like Sean said, there may not be any fanfare, but will we see Vince again on television like that? And it was great that segment. Oh, it was incredible. And Vince was classic. Just everything, him shitting all over the plaque. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. To, to turn to heel. All of it. It was just tremendous. The best stunner he's ever taken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what did you think about? Do you think the segment would have been better if Austin had said anything on the microphone? Or do you think it was just perfect the way it was? It was fine. Yeah, I think perfect. we all kind of knew what was going to happen. Yeah. We were just like waiting for it, you know, something nice for us to see. It was one of like a really good memorable And Austin's, Austin's one of those dudes that has just charisma pouring out of yeah. every part of his body. That What's he going to say? Just like Sean got stuff pouring out of every part of his body. So like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> like 12 times in the hour. <laughs> all right. She's making little notches in <laughs> right. each time. No more coffee for you next for week. For whom the bell tolls. <laughs> so, all right, let's let's just um, let's go through the the last last minute, you know. Well, I just formalities. To know, well, I wanted to know: Do you have a different style when you call commentary for a show that the fans can hear your live commentary as opposed to a tape like when you used to call Hood Slam and all the fans could hear you as opposed to when you uh, do commentary for tape? Do you have yeah. a different style? Like, if it's for the people at home, like, yeah, I think there's definitely a different style, and it depends on, on the product. The people that do commentary over the PA, the companies usually tend to have a slightly more wacky or over-the-top approach or a casual audience approach. I find that for a casual audience, the over-the-PA style commentary, if you do a mix of jokes and information, and they're good jokes... Uh, you can draw people into the show a little bit more. You can educate them a bit about what's going on and what, what to look for and stuff. So in, in the same way, you can educate the viewer in person as you do at home, but you do it in different ways. So I feel like I definitely do it a little different for the room. And what I like doing stuff for the room is if I see people react to stuff, then you know, like, oh, this is a cool topic or this is kind of a, a gold mine that I can mm-hmm. keep going back to. Like, you get a pop, so to speak, or an audible reaction Whereas when you're doing it for the people at home, you just kind of pop your partner or yourself if you're lucky. When it comes to the P, the announcing over the PA, I've seen it done well, but most people don't. Right. Hey, G. And they don't know when to talk. Yes, like less and is more. shut up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's my problem thing, with it. The thing, yeah, is letting the moments breathe. Because it's, it's, it's to get <laughs> us over, not to get... You over. Thank you. As an announcer. Also, uh, like that's got to be super distracting for a performer. Uh, totally. Totally. Oh, my God. I, the last time I was in a situation where that, I, I literally, yeah. in front of everyone, shut the F up. Like, let it be. Yeah. I was in my 20s yeah. before I saw a match like that. and like It when can it's, be good, though. When yeah. it started happening, I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> They're trying to work. So, 
Right. Yeah, that's what I feel like. If on the commentary table, if you, if along the way of getting the match, the performers or the storyline over, if you do that so well, so that people think that guy's pretty good, like that's the bonus. But the job is the people, the match, the story, the company, yes. whatever that story being told is. That's all the priority. If people happen to notice and think you're good at doing it, that's just the icing on the cake. Really, the job is them. You know, in in Mexico. There was a way that they could pick and choose what they wanted the, <laughs> the crowd to hear. Are you serious? Yeah. So like, so like, uh, oh Jesus, what was his name? Arturo Rivera was the commentator. He's a huge star in Mexico because he does so- football games, you know, soccer games. Sure. And, football. Yeah, and the the lucha down there. But like, he would just start going into business for himself, like, and and going. Doing these chants, like he was a big Cibernetico fan, so he would like <laughs> do these ole, 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 Ciber, Ciber for Cibernetico. Sure. Like in the, right in the middle of the show. Or, and you know, he would get the crowd going. Yeah, but you could, I, maybe I think there was a button you could push and, you know, <laughs> wow. the crowd could hear it. That's incredible. And then go back to commentary. So a little, a little, a little bit, bit of cheerleading of in there to, yeah. keep it, to keep the crowd hot. That's Except a- for, like, usually didn't need it. The crowd was hot enough. Red it hot. was just. Arturo wanted to show everyone how much he loves Cibernetico. <laughs> Let it be In between, known. you know. Right, I was about to say, the tequila gets the crowd yeah. fired up enough before you even get to the cheerleading. All right, so let's go through the, um, let's get out of here. Well, this weekend go. you have your Royal Rumble party, the Royal Rumble viewing party at Duffy's Bar and Grill in Chicago. Eventbrite.com is where you get your tickets for that. And then February 24th, you're speaking at Breaking the Cycle of Addiction at the Town Hall. In Johnstown, in Pennsylvania, Johnstown, Pennsylvania, at oh, you don't know the at the fire depart at the fire hall. Something you don't have that listed on there. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyways, do you know where we can where they can go to get tickets? For that, not yeah. Yet. But I'll get that. We'll tweet it out. Please. Thank you. All right. Where where can they see your tweets, Jimbo? Oh, call me on Twitter at Jimbo. <laughs> Uh, for me, it's at OG Kevin Gill and at Kevin Gill Show, and I invite everyone to start off their Kevin Gill Show listening experiences with all three episodes I've recorded in person with our legendary host, Sean Waltman. Right on. I'm on iTunes and all that, and new interview every week. Music, too. Awesome. You guys can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at underscore Denise Salcedo. And I'm everywhere on social media at Sundown Motel. Check out uprocks.com with spandex.com, uprocks.com slash pro wrestling. Just today we uploaded a new episode of our podcast that has... A friend of Sean's on it, Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah. Uh, you can follow us on everything at AfterBuzz TV, Twitter, The Real XPOC, um, IG, XPOC12360, Facebook, XPOC12360 Show. <laughs> Who's ripping papers back there? <laughs> um, also, don't forget to sign up for our newsletter. If you're on iTunes, give us five stars. Um, YouTube, leave all those comments. We are reading them. And also, uh, we did talk about last week, uh, Jazzy Ga- uh, Gaffer. She, um, has, Jazzy Gabbert. Yeah, she has a GoFundMe uh, page, so you can go GoFundMe.com, Alpha Female Surgery Support. I was on a tour of, uh, of Europe with her. Really? Yeah. I didn't remember because she looks different now. She had long hair back then. Hmm. It was AWR, American R- Wrestling Rampage tour. I was It was like RBD, Sabu. It was all kinds of... It was a great tour. But yeah, so I... I I didn't realize that I that I'd met her before. Anyways, Definitely. she was great on that WWE tour yeah. too. She made a strong Man. impression. Yeah. And you can follow me on everything at uh, TK Trinidad. I am running the marathon to uh, help uh, build water pumps in Africa. So if you want to donate, you can go in the little byline and check that out. 
Yeah. No scams for the like for the no, toys for no, the no, nothing for nieces the nieces and nephews. No, no, not yet. <laughs> but the birthday season yeah, is coming up, in a, coming in, up. A few, in a few months. Yeah, I got an Amazon wish list and a All Twitch right. channel. Oh, I like that Amazon wish list. I need to do that. Okay. All right. Did I already? Did you already say my stuff too? Yeah. All right. Can tickets for a Breaking the Cycle are also available at Eventbrite with your tickets for your. Uh... Royal Rumble you can go. Uh, you can go to the Breaking the Cycle of Addiction. The Eventbrite site has tickets for that, as well as your uh, Royal Rumble party. Really? Yeah. For my for the town hall on Breaking the Cycle of Addiction. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I thought, I thought that too. <laughs> wow. All right, you heard it, everyone. <laughs> so, hey, um, I'm not sure who the guest is going to be next week, but we're going to have a great one. Mm-hmm. Hell I yeah! I can promise you that. Yeah. No nice. more coffee next week. All right. <laughs> We'll see you on. We'll see and we'll see you right here next week on Xbox One Two Three Sixty. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Sean Waltman, producers Jimbo Frank and TK Trinidad, managing producer of AfterBuzz TV Wrestling Mark Donica, and the entire XPOC 12360 staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube, follow XPOC on Twitter at TheRealXPOC, and email us at xpoc12360show at gmail.com. This has been a presentation of the AfterBuzz TV Network. Buzz you later!